Welcome to Progressive Pockets. I go by Gigi, that's short for Gennet Gimja, and I'm your host. On this podcast, the topic is what we can do about that feeling of disconnect that we might feel within ourselves when we vote one way and our politics and our beliefs are one way, but we realize that our money is working in the opposite direction. For example, you're recycling, you're driving a fuel-efficient car, but you're invested in companies that are leading the destruction of our earth. Or maybe you're an ally at your job, in your community, you're fighting for racial and gender equity, but all your money is in a bank that's financing politicians who are actively working against those goals. That disconnected feeling is what we're tackling on this show, with short episodes that are practical and offer gentle suggestions. At the end of the day, our problems weren't built in one day, and our efforts to fix them aren't going to take one day either. Today, we're going to be talking about Black giving, specifically within the United States. Let's start by acknowledging that by design, there exists a huge huge disparity in the level of wealth between various racial groups in the United States. As a foundation, our economy was built on the forced labor of Africans brought here against their will. And when slavery ended, and it feels appropriate that we should add an asterisk because legally when slavery was outlawed in the U.S., an exception was written into our laws that incarcerated people would not be freed. And the law remains the same today. So as an aside, let me know if you'd be interested in an episode where we focus on our money and the prison industrial complex. I have some book and film recommendations I could share. uh, But in any case, Enslavement for most Americans ended with that 13th Amendment, and then our government created policies to make sure that white people were boosted in our economy and that black people were denied basic access to basic opportunities. So as a result of years and years of policies designed to create this result, we have exactly that. The system worked as designed. So today, white families have the highest level of median wealth, more than seven times higher than black families' median wealth. And that is a widely accepted fact. It's according to the Federal Reserve. They did a survey in 2019 of consumer finances where they pinned down that number. I would be curious to see what the numbers are after COVID, uh, probably worse if I had to guess. But what we know is that at least as of 2019, median wealth for white families was about $190,000 and 24000 for black families. And yet and still, African Americans donate the most. I'll link an article by Hawa Muhammad in which she writes that African American families have more than any other racial group contributed the largest portion of their wealth to charity. According to a report by W.K. Kellogg Foundation, black households give 25% more of their income annually than white households, and nearly two-thirds of African-American households donate to organizations and causes, totaling $11 billion a year. Despite the racial wealth gap, black households continue to prioritize giving. End quote. So to put a finer point on it, Black Americans give away more of their money than other Americans. 
And I'll pause here and ask, are you surprised to learn this? African-American giving has been traced back to the year that enslaved Africans were brought to Virginia in 1619. Back then, Black mutual aid societies immediately popped up among the enslaved Africans to take care of each other during this crisis. And those giving practices have been traced back to West Africa, where most of the enslaved people were brought from. And the giving included giving of resources such as life-saving food and water to time to emotional and psychological support. Modern Black philanthropy spans the wide spectrum of socioeconomic groups within the United States. So it includes Black families who are barely making it and Black families who are wealthy. Before researching for this podcast, the first Black philanthropist that I'd read about in America was Madam C.J. Walker. She is sometimes described as America's first self-made female millionaire. She made her fortune selling hair products and cosmetics to black women, and she gave away a lot of money to the YMCA, the Tuskegee Institute, Bethel AME Church, Beth and Cookman University, and she was also a patron of the arts. She had a beautiful gathering place built for community leaders of her time. And she died at only 51 years of age, but she built so much in her short life and she gave so much. In addition to the donations I already mentioned, she also gave the NAACP the largest donation ever given by an individual. That was to support their fight against lynching in America. And she gave the largest individual donation to preserve Frederick Douglass's house in Anacostia. So for my D.C. listeners, you may be familiar with the area. So previous to researching this episode, I had always understood Madam C.J. Walker to be the first big-time Black philanthropist in America. But what I learned in, in my research is about a Black woman who preceded her by decades, actually. Her name was Mary Ellen Pleasant, and wow, 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 wow. <laughs> her history is so complex. She lived for almost 90 years, and she is now widely believed to have been the first Black self-made millionaire. So Mary Ellen Pleasant made her money in lots of ways, and she often posed as a housekeeper to get access to the types of conversations that a Black person would not typically have had access to in her time. So she seems to have made most of her money or, or the bulk of it through investments. She invested in gold and silver. She loaned her money to banks and to individuals. She also made money by opening several businesses, including boarding houses, laundromats, and apparently brothels, bro brothels, <laughs> brothels. It feels like such an old timey word. I don't even know if that's what we're still calling them, brothels. But in any case, she made her money in lots of ways and she turned right around and gave it away. She was heavily involved in the Underground Railroad she used her money to provide transportation, housing, and jobs to people who were trying to escape slavery. She used her money for legal advocacy to end slavery. She also used her money for women in general to provide housing and clothing to any woman that needed it. Later in her life, she said that the most important and significant act of her life was donating the equivalent of $1 million to fund the uprising at Harper's Ferry. 
So we've talked about the philanthropy of the Black community in general in the United States. We did a spotlight on two very wealthy philanthropists in particular, Madam C.J. Walker and Mary Ellen Pleasant. If you are a Black listener, you might be interested in participating in Black Philanthropy Month, or BPM. It is observed every August. It was created by Dr. Jackie Bovier Copeland. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. In the meantime, there are a ton of episodes in the backlog. So you can go to ProgressivePockets.com and browse through some episodes that you might want to download in the meantime. If there's something in particular you want to hear on the show, you can reach out to ProgressivePockets at gmail.com. And please do let me know what you think of today's episode. <laughs> 